Dino, are you there? Yes, I am. The cat, the big cat, the biggest of all cats. What's happening this morning? How you doing? I'm doing fantastic. I've also got my co-host Joe Kinsey on the line. Hey, Katino. Nice to, Yo, nice to talk doing, to buddy? you. All right. Katino, you joined us in the middle of a conversation about Costco. Have you ever gone? I'm always in Costco. No, you're not. What's the cheapest bill you've ever walked out of Costco with? Katina, are you there? Joe, are you there? Yeah, I'm here. I think you. I think you. Uh, I think you lost him. I think I did. Let me try again here. Is he still on? He's off. We're on. Hold on. I want to hear this Costco answer. I thought he was mad. I feel like he just woke up. That's, oh, shit. I just, oh, wow. Yeah, 8.30. Here we go. Katina, are you there? Kat, are you there? Yeah. Yeah, I'm here. Where do you get that phone line from? Costco? <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Yeah, but it's a fixed, it's a fixed plan, Katina. You can't blame me. It's a fixed rate. Listen, listen, I dig it, I dig it, I dig it. So what's up, man? You're out in California. You're pushing the CBD. You're living the CBD lifestyle, aren't you? Uh, well, you know what? It's it's just a part of the California life, right? Like, it's just, I, I tell people all the time, you know, I love East Coast. I'm East Coast kid by heart. But, you know, there's a lot of different uh, things uh, in a positive note out here on the West that helps the body, especially a way of living, and uh, CBD being uh, the number one source. Katino, let me explain to me how I'm a I'm a really Midwestern guy. How do I use CBD? Well, I mean, listen, there's different um, delivery systems, right? Um, you, you can definitely, if you like to uh, smoke it. Um, you can smoke it. You, there's oils, tinctures uh, that you can put underneath your tongue. Um, there's CBD waters. Um, there's so many different delivery systems that for CBD, but um, itself alone um, helps tremendously for the body. What would I notice right away after I start using CBD? Well, I mean, listen, it, it, for me, Put it this way, for me, I don't know what you will notice, right? Yeah. Um, for me, I I'm more awake, I'm more aware, right? Um, there's the aches and pains aren't there, uh, and I guess that's more so. What it does is it attacks the inflammation inside the body. Uh, the more you take it, uh, which you know, inflammation causes diseases, uh, aches and pains, stress, tears, all that type of stuff. So I guess it breaks down an inflammation inside the body. And then, um, you know, you, you just, you know, you're just more um, equipped to do more things in life. You know, you're sleeping better at night. You're waking up early, ready to attack the day. Uh, that's just, that's just my, you know, my experience on it. Paul, I need some of this. You need a lot of it, Joe. I do. <laughs> I've seen you physically. 
Joe, how many free throws could you make out of 10? Right now? Yeah. Probably four. Katino, if Joe ate some CBD, how would that improve his free throw percentage? Uh, well, listen, that's going to stay at four. <laughs> <laughs> but, but I do it in a much calmer matter, right? <laughs> it's and a that, solid. That free throw stuff is more so repetition. Okay. I dig that. Joe, do you want to ask about the big three game winning shot? I know you, he was asking about earlier, Katino, and I said, hey, I don't know. Ask Kat. He did it. Well, I would love to know where that ranks in your biggest moments in your basketball career. Wow. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, I, I, I my first game ever, fellas, um, I'm a rookie. There's Scottie Pippen, Charles Barkley, Akeem Olajuwon. We're playing against the Lakers, okay? Derek Fisher, a uh, good friend of mine, Kobe Bryant, my guy, grew up same uh, city as uh, my guy. Uh, uh, you know, they had uh, Shaquille O'Neal, right? they had a lot of guys. So I didn't play that game. Second game, uh, coach calls me, puts me in it's against Golden State. I guess it, it kind of – it's like that for me because it was like, you know who Coutinho is, second game of the season. I get in the game. I play the whole game. I do really well. I get uh, Charles Barkley passes to me at the top of the key. I shoot a three, game winner. And that was my very first game, game winner. So that was great. But this one was more so a little more meaningful because um, I left the NBA um, not on my terms. And, you know, being able to come back and play in the big three with a lot of my peers, and uh, just to be a little more active, um, and the camaraderie is what I missed a lot, just like a lot of guys. I think that's what made me feel a lot better that you know you could still play and at a high level. And that's I've I've watched a ton of the Big Three, Cat. I've I've actually really enjoyed it. And at first, you know, you kind of wonder a couple of years ago, is this legit? We see leagues start and fail in every profession, every sport, and this league is legit. It's a lot of fun to watch. So for the average guy who hasn't watched it yet, what's the biggest mark of success for the league? Is it to have you or somebody else get back in the NBA? Or is it just a freestanding th- deal that doesn't even care about the NBA? Um, I, I, you know what? I don't, I don't, I don't know. For me, for me, um, Listen, it's all about your body too, right? Like, for me, I, I mean, I can't run around with twenty twenty something year olds, and a lot of the guys that are in their late thirties, I, I doubt that they can run around with. Them. You know, that's just not how it works. So I think the three on three, <laughs> you know, you're playing against late thirties or mid thirties, late thirties and forties, and it's kind of your pace, and guys kind of understand the game. So it's more so you're playing. At our age now, we're playing more chess, where the younger guys uh, that's playing in the NBA now are playing like checkers, right? They're using the athletic ability, their speed, the this, that, whatever, blah, blah, blah. We're more chess kind of guys. And if we get out there on a 505, we may get ourselves hurt. (laughs) 
So, and I'm not talking about hurt physically, but just like you might pull something going up 94 feet. Whereas though, in the big three, it's, <laughs> the big three, you know, we're leaning on each other's bodies. We understand each other, you know, taking a break for a second, but yeah, it's still very, very, way more physical than the NBA. So, I mean, you know, for me, the big three is a lot better for us guys, right? If you were going to buy, because I've looked, I've checked out the merch on the Big Three site. If you're going to buy the jersey of any Big Three player other than yourself, whose would it be? Hmm. Other than myself. Joe, you can think about this too. They're 85 bucks. They're very affordable. Mahmoud. 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 Mahmoud looks great. And he's almost 50. I mean. Right? Yeah, he is, he is. He's, he's pushing that 50 right there. He's at that 50. He's he halfway looks, there. He looks quick as ever. And that was another question I was going to have for you. You look as strong as you've ever looked. Is it because it's a half-court game and, like you said, it's just more physical by nature? Or are you stronger now? Yeah, well, I've always been strong. Right. Um, but I think it's more so a half-court game. So you can kind of guide guys more. So guys with speed. It won't really work with, especially if they're light. If they're, they're like, you know, they're light guys, you know, it won't really work with them. But you guys that got some bulk on them, some muscle, you know, you can kind of, you can get away with a lot of things in the big three because it's more the physicality of it. I want like, to have, like big, like big baby. He doesn't have to go very far. Yeah, big babies. He's he's definitely a problem in the big three, man. He's definitely a problem. He absolutely is. So you mentioned your rookie season, Catino. You step into a locker room with Olajuwon, Pippen, Barkley. And then the way your career arc went and the way the Rockets franchise went, you were there with Yao Ming, Stevie Franchise, Tracy McGrady. What do you remember about the first time you walked into that locker room and saw that era of studs and then being around and watching these younger guys come in? Well, when I first came in, there was uh, Charles Barkley, uh, Scotty Pippen, Akeem Olajuwon, right? And then Michael Jordan would come visit Charles and uh, Scotty a lot. So, I mean, that's the cream of the crop, right? That's the top of the top. So, after that, it didn't really bother me to see other guys because you weren't no better than the three guys that, or the four guys that I was around. So, for me, I wasn't really starstruck after that. It didn't really matter to me because Scotty Pippen was a good friend of mine and he mentored me. And Michael would talk to me every chance he got when he was, you know, around Scotty and Charles. So, you know, it, it, I just kind of stayed humble. And, you know, a lot of people don't, a lot of people don't understand that. Like, it's a blessing for me. One, to be born in America, to have the athletic ability I had, to have the awareness, to be humble, to understand that, you know, any kid from Philadelphia or anywhere in this country, anywhere in the world can be able to play and you're on the stage. So not only are you on the stage, but you're literally with four of the top 50 players ever to play the game. So um, I, I got that awareness at a very, you know, a very young age at 23 years old, and I stuck with that. And then now I look at a lot of guys, and because of those guys before us paved the way, it makes it so much easier for them. They don't really understand their history. So they have this sense of entitlement, a lot of them. Um, you know, you have the LeBron James, Chris Pauls, uh, Carmelo Anthony's, Dwayne Wade's, Russell Westbrook's, Paul, like those guys, they love the game. They understand the game. You know what I mean? Um, uh, Stephen Curry's and, you know, Draymond, there's a lot of guys that understand the game, but then there's a lot of guys that 
that literally have this sense of entitlement, like they should belong, they should be, or they, they don't want to pay homage or whatever it is. So, I mean, you know, to each his own, you know, I don't really know what they're thinking. Um, I love the talent that is, you know, that's, uh, James Harden's amazing. I love the talent that they have now. You know, the younger guys are a little more skilled than we were uh, because they've, I guess they've evolved in their, their, their fundamentals, I guess you would say. But, um, you know, it's, it's, it's definitely changed. It changed for the better. I uh, wish it was a little more physical, but, you know, it's just where it's at right now. Catino, do you consider yourself retired? Say again? Are you is, – is, is, is the big three a retirement gig? Is it like are, – are you training year-round for this? Well, I train all the time, right? Like I played Saturday, I played Sunday, 505. You know what I mean? So, um, you know, you, I guess you start picking up your um, body training, you know, maybe several months into the big three so you won't, you know, get injured. So I played all the games I could play last year and the year before that. I guess I think I was probably the only one that played every single game without an injury um, in the big three. So, I mean, I credit that one to the blessing of, you know, uh, like it was playing in the NBA, I never got hurt either. But, you know, it's just it's just one of those things, right? You're lucky to be able to play without injuries. Uh, guys, you know, hopefully they take it serious where now they're training. Um, and it's, it's actually it's a really good thing for you the older you get because now it gives you that incentive to take care of your body. So, you know, you just can't sit around and eat donuts and fried food and all of those crazy stuff that guys eat, I guess. No, Paul, it looks like he's having a great time in life. Well, I, I love it. And, Katino, I, I had a question here for you. You played in four different NBA cities, Houston, L.A., Sacramento, Orlando. There's good-looking women in every single one of those cities. Which city, Katino, had the hottest women? <laughs> uh... Joe, you go first while Katino molds it over. Which city? Where did you did you say Miami? Houston, LA, Sacramento, and Orlando. Oh, I'll just go LA. I'll just go LA. That's a layup. But Houston yeah, probably would well, be my second. Yeah. Houston's great, but it's just it's just your cup of tea, right? It's like I think LA is more diversified because now you have people from all over the world that lives in LA. LA's so big that you may not even see these people. So I would I would say LA just for the simple fact that People don't – they're not from there. I feel, I feel like Joe influenced you, Catino. <laughs> <laughs> you, know what, you know what he's influencing, Paul? He's influencing my clothing. He is killing the clothing game. Absolutely. Get in there with that question. No, I just I, – are you, are you uh, designing clothes? Um, I'm, I'm, I'm looking forward to starting that. Um, I, um, I deal with my guy's name is Alec Miskia. Uh, uh, he, um, he's a designer and I wear a lot of his clothes out of New York. So, um, you know, once my schedule is a little slower, I can be able to dig right into the fashion world. Uh, that's always been a passion of mine. My mom had a boutique, uh, out of Philadelphia at the time. Mm. And uh, we would travel to New York to go get clothes and sell them and things like that. So I've always been a, a clothes guy, a clothes guy, you know, not a fashionista. We're a fashionista, I guess. 
But, uh, um, you know, going to <laughs> runway shows, all the things that the young guys are doing now, and I was always doing, you know, from Paris to Italy to London to everywhere. So, you know, it's just a fun thing to be able to put on a suit or put on something nice and, uh, you know. Look good, you play so, good, right? How about that? Yeah. <laughs> How about that? How about this too, Catino? Tight pants. Any advice for wearing them? Tight pants. Just tight. Uh, I guess it's all relative, right? I don't know how tight. I don't know how tight you want them. Do you want them Lulu, Lululemon uh, yoga tight? I don't know. I don't know what, what that is. So, you know what I mean? I, I like I like a little breathing room. You know, just a little bit, but uh. You know, teach his own. If, if it looks good on you and you feel good, listen, walk with it. Follow-up question. How do you feel about pants that expose your ankles? You, you know what? I It depends on the fashion, right? If you have some loafers on, if you have some loafers on, I, 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 that's, a, that's a for sure, right? If you have okay. loafers on because you, you, you want to be able to show the loafers. Right, you don't want those pants that drape over the loafers because then again, it's like, are they ugly shoes or not? Right, <laughs> loafers are usually some nice slick shoes, kind of like Dr. J wears. He wears his loafers with no socks, and you can see a little bit of ankle bone. You know, <laughs> I love it. Guys, yeah, it's, it's this is great. Uh, I also see he's hanging out with uh, my guy Jimmy Jackson a lot, and uh, big Ohio guy. That's right. And he's also the color guy in the big three. He is, man. He is. He is. He's uh he's a really good friend, man. I love him to death, man. He uh Jimmy's doing big things. I look up to Jimmy. Joe, Cat's getting his day started. We've sucked away yeah. enough of his, you know, best energy of the day. Do you have a final question? No, I, Paul, we covered so much. I just I, I wanted to have I honestly I'm gonna get some C B D in my life. Uh, this, this, uh, working at a computer all day gets, it gets slow and my body's slowing down. I need to pick me up, Paul. Katina, where can a guy like, well, this you, is, know, uh, you can go on to, you, go ahead. you can go on uh peak health. Uh, peak health is, uh, where I get my stuff from. Dr. Uh, Dr. Uh, Joseph Bowman. Um, he's amazing. He's a good, he's turned into a really good friend of mine. He's educated me a lot on this, uh, on uh, CBD, and uh, a lot of different things that he's doing is amazing. So uh, it's called Peak Health. You can go on there, get your information, uh, get your products, and um, I promise you, you won't be disappointed. That's it, Paul. I'm getting some. I think the uh, the obvious impacts and benefits are clear, even though it will not help your miserable 40% free throw percentage, Joe. <laughs> Right. It, it may it may boost up to about a six six out of ten, maybe about a six. It may it may I don't know. <laughs> but he'll be so mentally alert, Katina. He'll he'll know how bad he sucks. Exactly. So then then you start to practice even more. So that's a good thing. There you go, Cat. We appreciate it, ladies and gentlemen. Katina Mobley, legend, icon. Uh, when does the big three start again? Uh, we're back in June. All right. Well, it's a long ways away. <laughs> a lot of CBD. All right, brother. We appreciate it, Katino. Have a great day. A lot of taco right, shopping, Katino. a lot of free throw shooting, a lot of taco shopping. All right. <laughs> there he goes. Joe Kinsey, Katino Mobley on his way. That was yes. wonderful. Yes. 
What's that? Instant reaction. What's your immediate instant overreaction to that interview? Well, you can tell he's a mature – he's comfortable in life right now. I could tell that immediately. You know, we were just talking about guys that just get to that point to where they've got everything lined up. They're all – they've got their – they've got things in order, and they're not worried about all – they're not worried about the pettiness. They're not worried about the petty wars. It's just like what we talked about. Guys comfortable in their old skin after the 38 wears on or off, however you want to look at it. I'll say this also. I didn't, you know, I didn't know anything about the history with he said with his mom running a boutique and yeah. stuff like that. But it, it almost seemed like you're talking to a guy a lot more cultured than some of the guys we talked to. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm, you know what I'm getting at? Yeah, he's aware of the greater world. Well, yeah, yeah, he has like interests. Yeah, <laughs> he's not completely defined by his sport, right? Like he gets out and like probably has an interesting life and does things that are interesting and has interesting friends, and uh, yeah, just you just get the feeling that he, uh, yeah, he's comfortable, and that's I think I think that's what happens. You get a little, you, you have a little success, and uh, things start to settle down. And uh, you get you get into a good groove. That's what it's all about, Paul. Getting all it's all about. Getting into that getting groove. Getting into the groove. The kids start getting older. The kids start getting older to where you're not changing diapers and all that stuff. And, you know, now he's all happy. He's, he's, he's grooving in life. It's all the, the fruit of the first 38 years labor, right? Yeah. He, yeah. What is Catino? He's 43. Is he 43 or did you just make that up? Uh, I think he's 43. I liked his you know, answer to my big three jersey question. Yeah. Yeah. Mood Abdul Raouf. That's a, that's a long one. Yeah. <laughs> do they fit the mock mood or do they just go Abdul Raouf? I think Abdul Raouf. Yeah, I think you got to go. Maybe it's just M A R. So he said I could put CBD under my tongue, right? He did. Huh. Is that what you're going to do, do this afternoon? I might have to. After a Costco run, just get real chill. Try the chicken roll. <laughs> just eat a chicken roll and get chill. <laughs> just get real mellow. Will this, stuff, will this stuff curb your appetite? It, no, it only heightens it. <laughs> you might have two chicken rolls while you're sitting there. It's a great... That, was, that should have been the question. What's his go-to snack after some CBD? Did you like my... Yeah, that would be a great question. Did you like my Costco lead-in, Joe? Yeah, I honestly thought he hung up on us. It could have been. We've been hung up on by many people, professionally been hung. and personally. Who did hang up on us? Somebody... Somebody Ted, did hang up on us. Ted Liggety, Ted Liggety wanted to be on any other ski slope in the world. <laughs> Ted, Ted Liggety. Then, Ted that Liggety. Point, then that phone line. He would have skied down a fucking volcano that day. <laughs> <laughs> how, great, how great was that interview? Oh, that was just great. How great was that whole debacle? What a mess. That thing was a mess. What and a mess it, that was. And then I think he got like eighth. He was gone in like two days from the Olympics. He got like eighth out of 12 or something and he was gone. They're like, Ted Ligety, let's have him on as a as an influencer and uh, 
and he's really going to have a big Olympics. Nobody heard from him. Never. You didn't even know it had happened. And I don't even know what they were trying to sell that drink, whatever that drink was. Rock and protein. It was rock and protein. Rock and protein. Because he was totally unenthusiastic. That's why I remember. It was the ultimate juxtaposition. Oh, man. Like, maybe that's a new brand thing, Joe. Like, where a brand gets somebody who's the exact opposite. Like, Mountain, oh. Mountain Dew gets, like, um, Neil deGrasse Tyson. <laughs> <laughs> you just go the total opposite way. It's called oppo marketing. Oppo. <laughs> he went oppo. Mountain Dew it's likes total- to go oppo with Neil deGrasse Tyson. It's like Tony Gwynn going opposite field. <laughs> Just going, just blasting one oppo. Just slapping one out there. Slap it out like Walt Weiss. Yeah. I do remember a great oppo was when, uh, it's a great interview, if you ever heard it, was Matt Harvey on Dan Patrick. And did you ever hear this? No. Where I think it was like Citibank. He was on, you know, he was repping like Citibank or whatever, right? Mm -hmm. And... Matt Harvey comes on and Dan starts asking him questions about baseball or, you know, just typical interview. Right. Right. And Matt Harvey doesn't get that. That's how interviews go. He, he goes, all I'm here to talk about is the city card. All I'm here. And Dan Patrick was like, okay, what about, you know, talk a little bit of baseball. He goes, "No, no, I'm just here to talk about the city card. And then Dan was like, well, we might as well just end this now. And so he hangs he, – they ha, he hangs up on Matt Harvey. I mean, he had to. Wow. Matt Harvey had, had no idea what he was even doing. So you could say that Matt Harvey was playing hardball. He was playing hardball. So uh, that's opposite. That's oppo. Oppo. New term. Put it on your LinkedIn profile, guys. We'll endorse you for it. Yes. We believe in you. Joe, let's wrap this up. Any final thoughts? Nope. Great to hear from Catino Mobley. And, uh, yeah, by the way, great goatee. Fantastic goatee. A true goatee. The ladies must go absolutely crazy for that goatee. It's not a soul patch. I got one of those. I'm happy to show it to you. All right, Paul, I got things to do. I got to go to Costco. Great to hear your voice. All right, see you. Later.